going to start out with a question. Want to know what one of the biggest, maybe if, if not the biggest problem with society today and ever since The dawn of medicine and uh, uh, time it's that we assume too much and Coming from a person that has experienced unprofessionalism in um, the medical field, giving me information that was pretty much just preaching to the choir. As soon as anyone hears brain and injury uh, right one after the other, or brain injury rehab, um, they just assume that you're incompetent, you don't know your own medical history, you don't know, like you can't vouch for yourself. Hate to break it. Sorry, not sorry. Love to break it to you. If you assume that all brain injured personnel are incompetent and can't vouch for themselves, and don't know their own medical history. That's like saying, all white people are racist, all black people are thugs, all Hispanics don't speak English. All neurotypical people are better and brighter than brain injured people as Quite frankly, it's either the complete opposite, or you find that you're more alike than you think. Guys,
I have a medical brain injury. And I'm creating a fucking podcast. And I know my medical history. And I can vouch for myself. And hell. If you ever assume that I'm incompetent. You got another thing coming. I mean, you could have a neurotypical, like, genius. person that excels in uh, areas of study similar to that of the genius neurotypical and nine out of ten times the autistic person is going to be the one that figures it out the quickest easiest most unorthodox yet um, effective ways or out of the solutions that uh, out of the ways that you could solve that problem they Take, they they find a an extra option, which ends up being the smarter option. But they ain't off the hook. Almost every revolutionary scientist was considered crazy for what he discovered ranging from Galileo Galilei to uh, Albert to like modern day uh, revolutionary physicists so that'd be like the Russians and uh, or not the cell Silvox in uh, 96 and um, astronomers and um, people that have insight to that 
uh, field question just questioning how we got our moon and what the hell Neil Armstrong reported seeing uh, by the way he reported seeing uh, luminescent Luminescence and colors glow like through the moon's outer layer. And he's not the only one. He's probably the closest person aside from. Uh, he's probably the closest piece of organic matter that we know of to have ever uh, like been that close to one but on a clear night we can see them with on any given night we can see them with our like the world's telescopes when an astronomer and sorry an astronomical physicist reported uh, seeing a like a bridge like structure on the far side of the moon uh, at the time it was dismissed as just um Like a natural formation, but over the next few decades, there were at least ten other accounts from all from different nations saying that they they see the bridge. And it looks like it's receding into the moon. And then, and they were right. It was going into the, into the moon. And so now we can't see that, but the. The record books show that it did happen. Same thing with the luminescence that Neil Armstrong reported. Bring that up because everyone in the science community and general population that knew about it dismissed their findings as uh, 
impossible, crazy, uh, uh, unprovable, um, the luminescence that Neil Armstrong saw. Like I said, we see them all the time. Uh, and if we could, we would have a reasonable explanation. But at this point in time, close is that the moon is just spewing out gas from its core but because Neil Armstrong was that close when it was happening I honestly doubt that that's the case because of how close he was and the fact that it's uh, gas he would have at least some of him would have been crispy people that have done more for society than anyone some of them were not neurotypical Einstein for example he he took everything analytically and he struggled with the uh, simple tasks but excelled in the complex tasks to him money was like he didn't he, he didn't grasp the concept of money He didn't grasp the concept of money to the point that when he was given a $10,000 copay check, I think, uh, he used it as a bookmark. Read the book, forgot that he like started reading the book, returned the book, forgot that he left the check in the book, and 
Um, well, you can you can figure out the rest just from those details. So. I say this hypocritically, but don't be so quick to judge people, especially when it comes to their intelligence and Your reasoning is, oh, well, he's got a brain injury, or, oh, well, she's, she's got a, a brain injury, or she's, she's just out of her mind, oh, uh, sorry, she's got autism, she, she doesn't see things the way you do, well, no shit, Sherlock. No one with a brain injury or considered crazy or really anything uh, that has to do with neuro that is uh, atypical, they ain't gonna see things the same way that a neurotypical person sees things. Because either different parts of our, like, our brain is kind of like our senses. If you're blind, you'll most likely have better hearing. If you're deaf, you'll most likely have better seeing if you can't feel you'll most likely be enhanced like you'll most likely have uh, basically if don't have one thing that is there in a normal and I use that phrase lightly uh, person um, you'll probably have something better than the societal normal person 
just gets under my skin that as soon as people hear brain injury or uh, I'm staying at a brain injury rehab or that I'm an epileptic. Uh, I've got autism. I've got OCD. I've got depression. I've got anxiety. Okay, depression and anxiety, anyone can have. So that's not really a neuro... uh, A neuro... Like, that's a... Pretty much a neuro-neutral. But... An OCD... Anyone can say that they have OCD, but until you're clinically proven to have OCD, then you might have it, you might just be being uh, nitpicky. You might not even have it. And you're just trying to suggest what you think would be a better uh, way to go about something. Or what you think would be a better uh, position to put an object in. Same goes for insomnia. Until you are medically proven to have insomnia, you can say you have it all you want. But unless it is medically diagnosed, then. Let's just say I'm calling your bluff. Now, that's not saying that uh, you can have experiences of insomnia, but that's not the same as having insomnia. But with someone that has a brain injury, whether it be autism or epilepsy or just a disconnect or like brain brain like a tumor on your brain 
essentially, or brain cancer. Like, we are more likely to suffer from depression, anxiety, because until we meet some other people like us, we feel isolated. For a human, that's that's a hell of its own because we are social creatures. I don't care if you say you are not social or you just social person well okay sure you can uh, not talk to someone but when push comes to shove humans are more like apes than uh, than we want to admit primates they are uh, like what are they be gorillas or chimpanzees or uh of various species or um, or orangutan same situation. Well, even wolves are social creatures. Why do you think that a wolf is more likely to travel in a pack? Or in our case, group that is like-minded and or willing to follow you to the ends of the earth. Why do you think a common theme between us 
and um, primates is like family groups or just families in general. Creatures of social and habitual behavior. No matter what you say. Now it boils down to the fact that we are social. So if you're neuroatypical, then until you find more like you or more that understand you you're never going to be happy you're never going to be satisfied you're never going to feel Included. You're never going to feel like you're a part of something. Or like you're a part of a group. Now, you'll know that you're a part of a group of people that suffer from same or similar conditions. But until you meet them, befriend them, hang out with them, you're basically the lone wolf. And believe me, that's a hard life to live. be in our shoes just feeling like you're the odd man out you're the like you stick out like a sore thumb like you don't belong like you
mean, I hate to be cliche, but a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step, or must begin with a simple step. So, if you really want to understand brain-injured people and how most of them feel, person is okay with it, talking about uh, how they feel, with a, a brain injury, for instance, I personally feel like my whole life, feel like it's been a hard knock life for me because not only am I an epileptic but I'm also a type 1 diabetic and so it was really hard for me to see the like the light at the end of the tunnel because I was pretty much shrouded in darkness. I got bitter. same old thing over and over and over literally defining insanity it's just it's hard being different in a multitude of ways. I'm a better, better visual learner. I can do mental math and 
99% of the time actually be correct. And I didn't even use pen and paper. I I don't learn well with pen and paper. I basically define monkey see, monkey do. I learn better visually. I learn better through experience. I learn better through Action and reaction. Doing something and facing the consequences. If I give you my word, just don't question it, because... When I give you my word, it's ironclad. That's all.